Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us on this beautiful Friday. And uh, thank you for taking the time out. hope you have wonderful plans for the weekend ahead and just enjoying your day-to-day. And today is the third Friday of the month, and that means it's Friday in the Garden with Mr. Robert Bowden. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Oh, oh no! Got to find out where Robert is. I know he was—he was there. Hopefully, he's going to be back with us in just a moment. And so, uh, anyway, like I said, it is Friday. Um, hopefully, you do have some gardening plans, and also too, hopefully, you are staying um, as cool as possible. I would suggest doing the gardening in the morning, but I know uh, this is a good time uh, with you know fall coming up next month to be planting some seeds. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to try to track down Robert. So if you have questions or comments for him, by the way, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good 
Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Mr. Bowden, are you there? Um, I did speak to him earlier, so, you know, we had a few little issues at the beginning, so, you know, maybe he'll um, come in and join us. So, uh, anyway, this month, by the way, is Black Business Month, so we're going to have some interviews next uh, week lined up for that. And if you have a uh, black business that you want to have featured on G's Power Hour, hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page and, and drop me a message, and we'll see what we can do to get that done. Um, but anyway, uh, the number is 516-387-1944 if you have any questions or, or comments and stuff. By the way, um, we are going to try to get Kevin Anderson back. We wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, some civil rights issues, including a couple of issues, and especially there's one that um, I saw recently. We did want to talk a little bit about Kenosha, um, and then we also wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the most recent event that happened um, in Philadelphia uh, this weekend where um, they did an arrest um, and a shooting, um, and apparently they had to change their story about what actually happened. Um, you know, so it's. I wish we weren't still still dealing with these issues, but because we are still dealing with these issues, we have to shed light on what's going on uh, with our uh, police force and with our community and how we get past some of these issues. So, anyway. Um, is he on yet, Princess? Do you know? Okay, not there. So yes, anyway, he, he, he is not on. I wish I could help you out, but I can't. I know. Um, I yeah. know. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks a lot. Um, anyway, uh, give me just a moment. I'm gonna. There's something I wanted to pull up for you guys. Um, don't forget, by the way, that there are people that are still in need right now. Um, and I'm going to, when I get some time, I've just been uh, running a little bit um, to post uh, where you can make your, uh, and I want, you know, you unfortunately have to vet a lot of what's going on these days in terms of where you can um, send stuff uh, for it to help people, like, for example, the people in Hawaii um, that are still in dire need of help. And like I said, one of my church members said that they're pretty much in need of everything, um, so we want to try to see what we can do in terms of getting them taken care of. Uh, clothes, I understand, you know, water, uh, just try to help some of the businesses get back on, on their feet, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, there's questions now in terms of how this was handled, but we don't want to just focus on the bad. We want to focus on the good that folks can do. So uh, we want to try to try to handle that. Anyway, um, hopefully we will hear from Robert soon and, uh, you know, he can kind of give us an update. The other thing I wanted to talk about, too, uh, is says that our mortgage rates right now, I know it's, it's not Mortgage Monday, but, you know, real estate is the other, one, of the other, one of the other things that I do. Um, and so they talked about real, uh, mortgage rates hitting like a 21-year high, uh, which is kind of compounding the fact that, we just have a limited housing supply and especially a limited um, affordable housing supply. Um, it says it's making the market the least affordable since 1984. Um, so, 
what do you do? How do you handle stuff like that? One of the things I need to kind of emphasize as a realtor is that buying a home, even if you're able to, even with the mortgage rates as high as they are, just keep in mind that it's a strategy behind it and it's not just an emotional decision. I think a lot of times when we're buying homes, especially our first home or our primary home, we seem to, you know, just kind of throw all caution to the wind because we want to have a decent roof over our heads. The thing about it is it's it's not just an emotional decision. It's part of a strategy. Um, I think I've mentioned before about trying to create generational wealth. This is part of how that happens. So when, the thing is, when you're buying a home, the home that you buy right now, it may not necessarily be the forever home. And no matter what you see, and I love all of the, <laughs> those home improvement shows, HGTVs, the DIY network shows, the um, Magnolia Network, um, especially. I, you know, I love all of those shows. But the one thing you you've got to look at is that yeah they're all gonna you know do the the path to the end result, um, and the end result looks so fantastic. But the one thing that you have to remember, it takes time and patience and finances um, to to do all of that, and you've got to remember that the home that you buy at first is not the forever home all the time. And even the forever home, as the Property Brothers will show you, needs work. So take your time and strategize how you're going to get it. And there are various ways. You can get – a lot of people just don't think that they have the time or patience or whatever to do a fixer. And the thing is, can if you have the time and patience, but you still need the funds to do it. But there are various ways to find your fixer, too. So just keep that in, in mind. Um, and I would always say, just not just because I'm in the business, but because w- realtors have years of experience and years of education and dedication to, to the craft, um, get a realtor. It does not or should not cost you anything to sit down with, a realtor and ask questions. And if they don't know, they will find out for you. But as a realtor, it's our job to make sure that you are steered in the right direction, you know, that we keep up on what's going on with the industry so that you're not steered wrong. And and so if you have questions, you can talk to a realtor without necessarily having to go out the next moment and run out and buy a property. Or or if you're thinking about selling, you don't have to sign a listing agreement right away the next day to sell. You know, you, it's just, you have to do information gathering. And most major decisions, you should be doing that. Just like planning a wedding, buying a car. The real estate is pretty much the same thing. You know, I get this home. And this may not be my forever home. It's going to be my five-year home, maybe even 10-year home, maybe even 15. Then, But then in the meantime, while I have this home and taking care of this home, I still can be investing in this home for 
my future home. And that means either you're taking care of your current home to make it valuable enough for resale or taking care of your home to make it valuable enough to hang on to it for a rental property that will generate some income, or you're taking care of it so that it can go be passed along to, let's say, a, a child or a niece or a nephew or somebody else in the family, um, and that is a way of, you know, keeping it in the family and create, creating that generational wealth. So, you know, yeah, it may not be your dream home, but it's, uh, it's something that has value and can create value, whether it's monetary value or it's some other type of value that you can get out of it. But it is an investment, so you have to look at it as an investment as well as, you know, just uh, a, you know, the next place that you're going to go and you're going to live happily ever after, and so to speak. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And if you have questions or comments, uh, join the conversation. The number is 516-387-1944. We can talk about anything. It's Friday on G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. And we will be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Robert Bowden, how are you? Oh, okay. He's calling. I just talked to him. Sorry. He is calling. So uh, the number, by the way, if you have questions or comments uh, for Robert, is 516 uh, trying to get our information in terms of planning our, I guess, fall garden. So, you know, Your he's going to be joining on. us. Hey there, Robert. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? All right. Thanks for joining us this morning. So, yes, that's my ha- pleasure. Staying, staying out of this heat, I hope. Well, you know, um, I try to get up um, early. And usually with the sun, have a little bit of breakfast. And go outside and uh, work as long as I can. Usually it's around 11, 11.30 or so. Ten years ago, I used to be able to go back out after lunch. I'm not going back out after lunch anymore. I just turned I don't 71, you. and uh, I, I'm i just not going back out there. It's just so hot and humid that um, you, just, you have to watch yourself. You want to make sure you don't get sick. Right, right. You want to be around for the next morning to do some gardening. That's right. But, That's exactly right. So you do you 
you go out at 11 or, or something, or do you go out earlier? Um, like I said, I go outside uh, after breakfast, uh-huh. which is usually around uh, six, six or seven o'clock, and okay. uh, try to get as much get as much work done as I possibly can, and mm-hmm. um, then I head for the showers about eleven thirty, and uh, okay. then we either go shopping or I s- sit there and watch TV. I don't know which. Okay, so y'all keep in mind he's he's retired, so he can do that. So I don't expect you all with jobs right. to be doing all of that, but you you know you can get out and maybe do a little bit in the morning, or you know oh, I guess in a lot of cases you have to wait till Saturday or or whenever your weekend is. So. That's correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the I find that I can get up early, but I can't work all day like I used to. I work until noon or so, and then uh, find myself. Of doing other things inside. Yep. So, and then you you don't go out in the evenings. Did you ever like go out and work in the garden in the evenings at all? Yeah, yeah. Usually after dinner, especially uh-huh. with the sun going down as late as it does, about eight thirty or so. Um, mm-hmm. I go out after I go out after dinner. It's not going to be any uh, real heavy work, but it may right. be maybe maybe I do a little pruning. Or maybe I sow some seeds, or mm-hmm. uh, I have a greenhouse, so sometimes I go out and water the plants in a greenhouse, see how that's going. Nothing real mm-hmm. heavy, you know, just kind of puttering, but things that need to get done that I didn't have time for that morning. And I always have a, really? I always have a checklist. I always have a list of things. So mm-hmm. um, before I go in that morning. I'll uh, go out with a little pad of paper and I'll make a note of the things that really need to be done the next day. And then uh, when I get ready to to garden the following day, I've got a list of things that I need to do. The reason I was asking about the evening because, you know, um, at dusk, we don't we usually have that mosquito issue? Mosquitoes and no seams. I find that right <laughs> at dusk, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, they just and you can't see them. That's the bad right. part, you know. You and so you can go ahead and spray bug spray, but then do you really want bug spray? Uh, you know, when you go back into the house, you know, because it's going to get dark. So right, the, that's a that's a tough question. I hate to take a a second shower just to get the mosquito spray off, but you really can't right. be outside um, in the evening uh, in central Florida without um, some way to keep the bugs off you. That's for sure. Okay. All right. So <laughs> if at all possible, don't do, don't garden in the evening, I, I would guess, you know, or at least make sure you have on uh repellent or, or something and um, sleeves, you know, and then, yeah, you got going to have to get in and take that shower. Have you ever tried, I know some people put these little bands on their wrists, and they say that they repel mosquitoes. Have you ever tried one of those? I've seen those bands. I even had some at one point in time. I can't really necessarily speak to whether or not they really work. Um one of the things that I found that was helpful, although 
I haven't used them while I was working in the garden was uh, the thermocell. Uh, when we go, like, when we used to come out to uh, Lou Gardens to watch the movies or if we go to a, a, a concert or whatever, I, I always try to take, or you know, the thermocell. When we go watch fireworks or whatever. You know, that, that does help. The thermocell, the electronic um, thing that, with the cartridge, um, the mosquito uh-huh. repellent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Huh. So that works That works well. And you, you put that around your neck or on your wrist? What do you do? No, 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 no. It's a, you can put it like they have different things. They have one that you can either put on your belt. Actually, I just, you know, when I have my little wagon, I take my table and my little uh, pop-up table on my wagon. I usually just sit it on there. Um, um, but um, they also have lanterns now. I've seen a lot of them in Sam oh. or Walmart. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a thermosel. So hmm. yeah. So huh. what? So you, what all are you doing in the mornings in your garden, Robert? Well, I'm I'm actually preparing for the fall garden, the fall vegetable and herb garden. So. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm evaluating the vegetables that I have in the garden right now, which would include eggplants and peppers and artichokes and um, sweet potatoes and okra. And I look at those and I'm trying to decide whether I'm, I'm, you know, they're still producing at a high rate. Uh, and if they are, then obviously I'm going to let them stay in the garden. So I this time of year I get a lot of eggplants, and of course the okra. Gosh, the okra I I have to pick every other day because there's so much of it. And then uh, you look at the peppers, and some of the peppers are doing really really well, and some of the peppers are very thin, tall, scraggly, really not putting on a lot of fruit, so. Those are going to be pulled up and uh, thrown into the compost pile. And um, then uh, uh, I try to uh, spray any weeds uh, that are on the, in some of those areas because it, it's going to be um, probably another month or so, uh, and we'll be putting the uh, fall garden in. In fact, we're actually um, – Blue Gardens uh, has a class. Uh, tomorrow, and I think if you you can still get on uh, Eventbrite, it's uh, you know preparing for the fall and winter garden, and I'm teaching that. So if you have if you thought about growing vegetables in the winter, you know all of your cabbages and broccoli and all of your kale and uh, your collards and all that stuff, um, you should start preparing the soil now for that. Uh, because you're going to be planting uh, tomatoes and things like that uh, the first or, or mid-September. So you should be planting seeds right now in in small containers so you can transplant them into the garden. You should be planting tomato seeds and onions and artichoke and rhubarb seeds right now and then when they get large enough, you can put them directly out into the garden. But uh, you, you want to go to Eventbrite at Lou Gardens uh, and see, uh, see if that 
class is still open. And I also have a, a how to create a bird garden class tomorrow as well. But I think that the fall vegetable garden would be a good one for your listeners to go to because it's uh, chock full of varieties and what to look for and, you know, how to prepare the garden for uh, the winter. So I wanted to ask you about your greenhouse. How large is it? Uh, Let's see. It is probably 25 by 15. Okay. All right. And how do you decide... How do you decide what you plant or what grows in the greenhouse versus what grows in the ground outside? Well, we um, we start the seeds indoors, especially mm-hmm. this time of year. And the reason we do that is because, um, you know, the, the seeds of most of these vegetables are very tiny. Mm-hmm. And we're going we're gonna to grow them in, in pots. We You know, we can plant a half a dozen seeds in a single pot and then move them into a pot by themselves. Or I get these little trays that you can buy them at uh, the home improvement stores in the gardening section. And it's, there's a tray and then there's a, a insert in that. And it has uh, like, um, you know, 40 individual cells. And I'll fill that up with pot, fill those cells up with potting soil then I'll put one seed in each cell and punch it down, you know, a quarter of an inch or so, and then cover it up with some, some more dirt. And uh, I put that in the greenhouse only because uh, obviously the seed doesn't have any roots yet. And if we get one of those one inch of rain downpours in the afternoon, and I've left those trays outside, then chances are um, they're going to get washed away. They're going to get washed oh. out. So I I take those trays with the seeds in it, and I put them in the greenhouse where um, they're protected from the real hard rain. And then, uh, just as an example, uh, I've, I've planted tomato seeds on August 1st. Mm-hmm. And I went ahead and put those into the greenhouse, and I noticed about three or four days later that uh, the seeds had germinated from their heads out above the soil. And so probably 50% of the of the cells in that tray had tomatoes that were popping their little head out. So mm-hmm. at that point, because they have roots now, you can take that tray and you can put it outside. And even if you get a one-inch rain, it's not going to wash them away because they put on a taproot first, and then they put on the new growth uh, that you can see. But they always put down the anchor first, that that really nice taproot. They put that down first and start uh, um, absorbing nutrients and water, and then it puts up the little stem with the leaves on it. So, yeah, I protect them from the hard rain until uh, they start popping their heads out of the out of the soil, and then I put them directly out in full sun at least eight hours a day. And then when they get big enough, then you can transplant them into the garden. So oh, you okay. would do that with, with peppers and tomatoes and 
Uh, like I said, you can grow rhubarb and artichokes. Now you can grow those seeds. Um, you should be starting onions right now as well. So you're looking for short-day onion varieties, and that's really important because not all onions grow well here in our climate. You know, in the in the wintertime, our days are pretty darn short, mm-hmm. and not all onions not all onions and garlic are going to grow uh, in those short days. So they have created uh, several varieties of onions that will grow uh, in short days, and then you harvest them usually around May or so. And um, last year I was very successful growing onions, but you have to sow them now. Again, one seed per cell. And then when they get about six inches tall or so, then you can put them directly out into the garden in a straight row about three inches apart. And uh, a few months later, you're going to have beautiful, uh, big, fist-sized onions out of your garden. And, boy, let me tell you, there's nothing like fresh onions right out of the garden. But you should be planting those seeds planting those seeds right now. But you want to do that. Yeah, you want to do that in cells. You don't want to do that. You don't want to direct sow those in the ground right now. It's too hot. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I I was wondering about that because the heat has been quite intense. Um, And everybody's like, well, it's summer. It's Florida. It's August. Yeah, but it's, it's been a little different this year. It has, hasn't it? It's just been super hot. You know, you have yeah. 98 degrees and it feels like 104. Yeah. Um, you you got to be really careful when you work outside in that kind of heat. Um, you know, it's interesting. When I was in high school and college, I was I was in sports. I was in football and I was in the wrestling team. And I remember... Uh, that the coach always used to tell us, you know, you you think you have given all you can. You think you've given 100%. But you know what? There's always an extra 5% in there. So if you can just give that extra 5%, you're going to excel. You're going to be a winner. And I've always, I've always used that in my life. You know, when I get tired, I've got just, just give it five more percent. And I'll be okay. But you know what? If you give it that extra five percent, and you're not, and you're outside, and you're already hot, that extra five percent could kill you. That's how bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you don't give it that five percent. If your body's telling you that it's time to go inside, then you need to go inside. You got to listen to what your body's telling you, and you just hundred. At 104 degrees, you just cannot drink enough water to hydrate yourself. It's just brutal out there. So I was going to ask you, how do you prepare? Do you do you drink a lot of water ahead of time? Are you, do you are you drinking water like in, in certain intervals? You know, how are you staying hydrated? I drink a lot of water before I go out. I do not drink okay. coffee. Coffee is at diuretic. All? Yeah, and uh, it makes you pee a lot, but it, it also 
makes it so your body can't keep it in the system. And mm-hmm. you need that water uh, to have yeah. everything operate. So you drink a bottle of water before you go out there. And uh, my problem is I get so caught up in what I'm doing, whether it's rototilling the vegetable garden or I'm pruning my roses, sometimes I forget to drink water. And, you know, that's where my lovely wife of 51 years comes in. She remembers that I'm out there, and she will come out and she'll give me a bottle of water. And then an hour later, she'll come out and give me a bottle of water. Because if it was me, I'd never remember to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to have another half who's concerned for your well-being, and she goes Mm -hmm. out and gives me water. But, again, you know, it gets to be 1130. I have to go in the house, and I don't come back until dusk or so, and then I just putter. But you've got to drink a lot of water. And it doesn't make any difference what kind of water it is, whether it's tea or, um, I I don't know if tea is a diuretic or not, but, you know, it can be uh, diet soda. It can be, you know, just plain water. I I put a well in two years ago, and it's down 160 feet. And uh, I can tell you, from having gardened my entire life, there is nothing better on this planet than ice-cold well water out of a garden hose. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so interesting because, yeah, I remember it used to be a time if you would be able to just drink water out of the hose. Now, you know, it's, yeah. everything's questionable now, but, yeah. yeah. I'm still here. Yeah, and, you know that water, that well water, that well water is ice. Mm-hmm. So um, I have I have two acres, and I have probably four or five um, stations where I have hoses hooked up so I can water my plants, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I make good use of that water during the day. I can tell you, and that water is so good and so cold. Um, yeah, you just can't drink enough water. Um, during these hot temperatures, that's for sure. Definitely, I, and and you know, we had a well one time, and, and I just never thought about you know just going out and drinking the water out of out of the well because it's just I've just always been so concerned about you know chemicals seeping in the ground and whether or not it affects the water. But um, I, I guess it just depends on how deep your well is too. So. Yeah, that makes a big difference. You know, if you have a shallow well that may be 75 or 80 feet deep, it's going to have that real strong sulfur smell. And, um, uh, you know, 70 to 80 feet, um, I don't know if that's enough depth to um, all of those chemicals out. But at 160 feet, I think I'm pretty safe. Did I think I'm pretty get, safe. Did you have to get special permitting or anything to get yep. the well? Yeah, you need a in? permit. Yeah, you, what was you the need process? a permit for that. Yeah. You just go to yeah. the county office and fill out a permit, and you pay them a fee, and then uh, you call a well company to come out, and um, they'll – it took – 
a mile well driller four hours, and they'll come out mm-hmm. with a big truck, and they'll put a, a a pipe in the ground, and they'll go as deep as they can until they get clean water, and then mm-hmm. they uh, put another pipe down with a um, a pump. They put a, a well pump at the very bottom that sucks the water, mm-hmm. and then it distribute it goes up to the top. Uh, to a hose bib, and that's all there is to it. It's expensive. Okay, and you don't you don't filter it or anything. No, it's oh. it's nature nature filtered it. It's 160 feet deep, so they went through four feet of white beach sand. That's my topsoil, and they mm-hmm. went through 50 feet 50 feet of yellow sand that you see all over central Florida, and then they hit lime rock. And then mm-hmm. for the next uh, 100 feet, they drilled through the lime rock in, until they got to a spot where the water was, and uh, they dropped that pump down there, and it goes and sends the water up to the top uh, to your hose bib, and that's all there is to it. But, yeah, you need a permit. I live in Seminole County. And I I had mm-hmm. to get a permit. Yep. And and then so now are you using the well water just for watering? Uh, is this for just for external use, or are you using it also for like bathing and washing clothes and all of that? Uh, you could do both. My son lives in Volusia County. He has a well, and his is for indoor use and outdoor use. Um, mm-hmm. I. I live in unincorporated Seminole County, so I have mm-hmm. uh, I have city water, which is mm-hmm. treated with chlorine and all that stuff, and then I have the well for my plants. Okay, all right. Yeah, I didn't know if you could yeah. you could separate them out because I know, like I said, we did have a well in, in the last place we lived in, and um, but and we used it for everything. So like when we moved here, this was the first time getting a, a water bill. Um, Fortunately, yeah. it's not yeah. that high, but um, yeah, I was just curious. Well, my, I might my, have to look into that. My problem was the cost of the water. Uh, if you just yeah. use water for bathing and cooking, it's not very expensive. But you start uh-huh. watering your plants with that, you know, the water sprinklers that come on, and all I could see mm-hmm. was dollar bills shooting out that sprinkler. Because they, you know, they treat that with chlorine and lots of other stuff, and that's pretty right. expensive just to water plants. Um, yeah. Fifty. This is interesting. Fifty percent of all the water that is consumed by um, human beings in the state of Florida mm-hmm. is used on watering plants. Fifty percent wow. of the water. That's uh, comes through the, the the water pipes in the state of Florida is used for growing plants. And that includes turf, trees, shrubs, um, mm-hmm. flowers, all that. But fifty percent, what what an incredible waste! Well, I was going to say the thing is, you don't need to treat that water really. I mean, that's going back into your plants because, like you said, the you ground will filter some well of that, water. right? Right. Mm-hmm. And the plants don't need it, but it just so happens that it's hooked up and and most people, you know, that's all the water they have. 
So yeah. they have to they have to drink and bathe with it, and they also have to water their plants with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you have a well, then you can go mm-hmm. ahead and just use the well for plants and trees, and then use your interior water for that. So I figured the amount of water that I use to water my two acres and the water that I use inside of the house, I will have paid for that well in four years. That's how quickly okay. you can re- re- regain that uh, that expense. It's a lot of money, but mm-hmm. in four years, it would have paid for itself. So to me, that was worth it. That sounds like some research I'm going to have to do because I, I would definitely want to, to do that because I, I definitely would like to, to grow more. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, it is kind of cost prohibitive if you, you know, are using uh, city water and if you don't have stuff like rain barrels and whatnot. So. Right, right. Yeah, I, um, you know, I thought the garden looked okay but not real good, especially this time of year when it's so mm-hmm. hot. Uh, only because I was watering at a minimum, bare minimum, just to keep them alive, not to thrive, but just to keep them alive. But now mm-hmm. that I can water from well water, I can mm-hmm. water deep and water like I'm supposed to, and the plants are 100% better as a result. Okay. So I'm going to look into that again for sure. We're going to take a quick break. We are here with Robert Bowden. And if you have gardening questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs, owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. You know, I hope you're enjoying your afternoon and have great plans for the weekend. We are here with Robert Bowden, uh, who is giving us all of our gardening tips and, and well information. I appreciate that. Thank you, Robert, on that. I'm going to do some research on that. Um, so... Uh, we talked about being, getting, you know, trying to plant seeds and stuff like that. Um, we should be, I guess, trying to re-enrich our soil now. So what should we be doing with that while we're, you know, planting the seeds? That's a, that's a tough thing because, um, you know, our soil really isn't soil. It's sand. Right. It's, it's 
pure sand. And um, if you were to look under a microscope and look at that, all you're going to see are little tiny rocks. And you think about it, when you water, that water just races right on through. There's nothing to hold that water, even for a brief moment, for the mm-hmm. plants to be able to absorb some of the water and the nutrients. So when you plant, whether it be a vegetable garden or a flower garden, somehow you need to um, enhance that soil so the water doesn't just rush on through, that it sticks around for a little while. You know, I, I, as I said, I live on an old... Um, uh, orange grove hill and it's just pure white beach sand and um, you know when I plant a plant in that and water it uh, two days later it's already droopy it's already wilted because it just there's no water the, the water just races right on through so when you get ready to work in your vegetable garden or a flower garden or even planting um, perennials, for instance, in your garden, you, you really need to enhance that soil somehow uh, so the um, plants have the ability to suck up those nutrients and water. So any kind of organic matter is going to help. So maybe you've um, got a compost pile and... Uh, um, you've had it for several years and it's real thick and it's black and it smells really good, That that's like black gold. You put that on uh, a garden and then turn that in with a shovel or a rototiller. Um, that's going to hang around and when the water hits it, it's going to absorb that and the plants are going to have a chance to suck that up. Um, you can use potting soil. So you go to the store and buy a bag of potting soil and you spread that over an area and you turn that under. And that works. Um, that's why people like raised beds so much. And I just mm-hmm. had a raised bed class uh, last week. One of the great things about a raised bed is that it's really easy to modify the soil. You can enrich that um if you try to do the same thing to gardening in the ground, it's going to be far more expensive. So a raised bed is only 10 inches high, or you can make it higher if you want. And, um, you know, some of that soil is going to burn off just a little bit. Some of the soil comes out when you pull the plants out. Uh, all you have to do is put another bag or two of potting soil in that raised bed and then incorporate the old with the new, and boom, you've got a beautiful vegetable garden. When you're growing in the ground, it's a little more complicated because not only are you enriching the soil where the plants are going to grow, you know, let's say hypothetically you have a garden that is 10 feet by 10 feet in the ground, Uh, you're and it's sandy soil, and you're going to buy, let's say hypothetically, you buy five bags of potting soil, and you spread that out over the garden, and then you turn it under with a shovel or with a rototiller, 
Um, think about that. Only so you're gonna you're gonna grow uh, beans, let's say in a straight line. So the beans are certainly going to appreciate the fact that you've enhanced the soil where you planted them. But you know what? You've also enhanced the soil where the space between the rows is. And that's all, that's wasted money. Mm-hmm. You're not growing on that. You're walking on that. So only 50%, let's say, um, of the potting soil that you put on the ground is going to be utilized by the plants. The rest of it you're going to be walking on. So uh, raised beds, um, especially in this sandy soil, are the way to go. And it's very inexpensive. All you have to do is take uh, a 2 by 10 uh, pressure-treated board and you make a box. Most boxes are 4 feet wide and 8 or 10 feet long. And you fill that up with potting soil, and boom, you've got a garden. And you don't, there are no weeds in that soil. Um, it's obviously going to hold on to a lot of moisture. I should caution your listeners, though, if you buy these bags of potting soil and it says that it has fertilizer in it, mm-hmm. don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's just not enough fertilizer to make a difference. So don't spend a lot of money on potting soil in a bag that says, oh, we have, this will grow your plants for six months. It's not going to. Don't believe it. It's an outright lie. So raised beds beds are a really, really good way to go because you're really uh, creating optimum conditions uh, in a concentrated area. And, uh, you know, if it's, let's say you put two uh, 10-inch boards on top of each other, you don't have to bend over as far. You know, it's in the ground, you're doing a lot of bending over, a lot of hoeing, a lot of weeding. In a raised bed, you don't have any of that. So uh, raised beds are the way to go, I think, especially in Florida, because the soil here is so bad. Okay. Well, good, good. I, I've been I've been fighting the raised bed tra- trend. It's like I keep saying it's not natural. Stuff is supposed to grow in the ground, you know. But you know, I, I guess you know, for a variety of reasons, um, you know. Be having the accessibility, you know, in terms of not having to do the bending and stuff like that, as well as um, the, uh, you know, the soil. There's good reason to consider that. I know um, there's a show that I watch every now and then called Homegrown, uh, and uh, it's a lady that does urban farming in uh, the Atlanta area, and she, the people have her come out and help them do you know, convert their their lawn spaces into, you know, to do more with them, you know, more gardening and, and other types of things, um, even, you know, stuff like uh, chickens and whatnot. And uh, she does a lot of the raised beds and, and does a very, very good job in terms of, you know, not just throwing a bed out there, but having the, the yard landscape really well so that the beds are very uh, attractive and, and very lush um, and, and you know, producing a lot of good good um, food and vegetables. So, okay, I, I, so I'm 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 getting on board. 
if you, uh, let's say you want to put in a raised bed that's four feet wide, and four mm-hmm. feet is a magical number, okay, because if you're on either side of that raised bed and it's only four feet wide, you can reach into the center without having to step on the soil. And you don't want okay. to step on that dirt. It's nice and fluffy, and the roots right. like that. That's easy for them to grow. But if you start stepping on that dirt, then it's going to compact the soil, and those plants are going to have a tougher time. So you can you can build a box out of two by tens, pressure pressure treated wood, mm-hmm. and you can make it as long as you want. the The most common size is ten feet. So you go to a home improvement store and you buy two two by tens, ten feet long, okay? okay? And then you buy one two by ten, eight feet long. And before you okay. leave the store, you go back to the lumber 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 place and say, Hey, would you mind cutting this board in half for me? And they say, sure, yeah, we'd be glad to do that for you. So they'll cut it in half. So now you have two 10-foot boards and you have two 4-foot boards. And you get them home. Okay. And all you have to do is nail these together or screw them together, whatever you want to do. You put them, and then you flop it right down on top of your grass. It could be in the backyard. It could even be in the front yard now. You know, Mayor DeSantis, and two, or Mayor Governor DeSantis in 2019 signed into law that you can grow vegetables in your front yard. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have enough sun in your back, you know, vegetables need eight hours of full sun. Yeah. And if they don't get that, then, they're, you know, they're going to stress out and they're going to get bugs and diseases. So, you know, find a nice sunny spot. And if that's your front yard, put it in the front yard because it's legal now. Just put that box right on the ground. You don't have to tear the grass out or anything. Just put it right on top of the ground and then fill that 10 inches high with potting soil. You're going to need 30 cubic feet of potting soil. Now, these potting soil bags come in different volumes. So some are 2 cubic feet, some are 2.7 cubic feet, but you're, you have to. it's 30 cubic feet of soil. And you don't have to kill the grass underneath it. You don't have to put cardboard down or anything. So you can, I could go to where my front yard is and I can nail this box together and I fill that 10 inches with potting soil. Boom, I've got a garden. And the grass that's underneath there is going to die because it doesn't have any sunlight. And then you can start growing food. It's that easy. Robert, thanks so much for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. You always get a great bunch of information from you. So have a blessed weekend, you and yours, okay? Thank you very much. And don't forget that vegetable class tomorrow at Lou Garden. Okay, will do. And thank you all for listening. <laughs> have now. a beautiful weekend. Bye-bye. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Support a black business this weekend. Take care.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.